0: Hey there guys, Grizzly here. Before we dive into the latest exciting instalments of the Slopescast I wanted to give everyone a reminder that I will be streaming live on the 18th of February to raise funds and awareness for Sands as part of the Gaming for Good scheme. Sands exists to bring awareness and provide support for parents that have suffered the loss of a child through stillbirth or neonatal deaths and offers bereavement resources to thousands of parents across the UK. From 10am GMT, I will be pushing my limits and aiming for a full 24 hours, playing games from my childhood to the modern day with some friends and special guests, which are to be announced. It would be awesome if you could come and join us. You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Link is in the podcast description, YouTube and Twitch, should that be too difficult to spell. Hope to see you there, and now, on with the show.
1: <laughs> you have just been invaded by... <laughs> Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room, and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Hey, 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 guys, it's time for Slopescast. One year anniversary
0: sorry that's my little contribution to that intro there
1: <laughs> do we just throw it in from here on out or is this the end is this the top of the mountain that we're never going to get higher
0: i i feel like this is somewhat of an apex but we'll let people decide uh as to whether they want to see more but you know what we've made it this far i see no reason to actually get throw it in the towel unless people gave us bloody good reason uh yeah
1: for sure looking yeah. back just thinking back over the last year we've had like um changes in the way that the uh, uh the, the the thumbnails are made getting the content out a lot quicker and that's got to be giving massive shout outs to grizzly there because he's uh very much the man that does all of that sort of stuff in the background the the, the the cast has my name on it but he is very much the man that does the hard work uh there's no getting around that um thank you grizzly oh,
0: my pleasure because mm. uh, cause, uh It's been great to see how the cast has kind of grown over the year Um, and just seeing how, you know, like, we went from, what, 10 viewers, we're now up to, like, a regular 40. Hey! But most importantly, all the people listening at home, we get 200 average, like, listeners a week, uh, 400 on on the extra slope YouTube, and there's so many platforms to pick from. I mean, currently, we're talking over YouTube. We're currently talking over Twitch. Currently talking over Twi- TikTok and we're even trying Twitter spaces today. So we are indeed. Hi hi to everyone out there. Uh, and welcome.
1: If you are checking us out on one of the newer platforms like TikTok and Twitter, um why not make your way over to Extra Slope or on Twitch? It's a lot more interactive. Uh or even on TikTok, you'll be able to actually see what we're talking about as well. But uh yeah, hey, we're just trying a few new things. Maybe this isn't what we'll do in the future, but like I say, we're trying new things. We always like doing that. And um, it's good for you guys to um, be following us over the last year and seeing all of the ups and downs of the podcast and what we've decided to do and, uh, you know, us pushing it into a constant one week, every week uh, type of thing. So it's cool. It's cool. I'm enjoying it. But yeah. um, well, let's, let's get straight into the topic, shall we? Of which this week, there are four rather than six plus the first anniversary of the Slopes Cast Awards. Go on, Grissy. Tell us what's going down
0: righto so let's go through it all so this week we're going to talk about the first the the actual topics this week first so we're going to look at skyrim being ported to the tiger handheld you know the addition that we've all been waiting for um ocarina of time dan's favorite game as we've learned over the past year uh it's getting a source port for pc and it's about 90 percent done that's pretty exciting to be fair even if you're not a fan like dan um we are looking at a crazy new controller from Hori, um, where they're building like, this crazy modular arcade thing, and they're trying to get people's feedback. So we're just signal boosting that one, really, because I like, quite like the look of it, to be honest. Yeah. And then we take a look at GTA V being played on a Game Boy.
1: <laughs> on an original Game Boy. Not, we're not talking Game Boy Advance, DS, or anything like that. An and original OG. Yeah
0: and a modified Game Boy, just to add, um, by way of a Wi-Fi cartridge. And then we celebrate one year of the Slopes cast. Now, it's a bit self-indulgent, I must admit, but you know what? You're not missing out on much because it's been a slow news week. So we're going to go through uh, a number of topics where we call out some of the best topics, the worst topics, a few things uh that have gone on gone on over the past year recurring topics (laughs) and boy have there been recurring topics yeah um and we've even let our audience uh pick the winners so we're going to uh we're going we're going to uh be handing out some theoretical and virtual gold statues with dan's face on it as you can see from the thumbnail
1: yeah exactly. put it up in pride of place remove your wedding photos get this bad boy in in place because this is uh you, you, your life has peaked if you get one of those bad boys
0: peaked yes <laughs> not for human consumption may cause irreversible
1: damage to the kidneys and liver absolutely so uh well we'll say a few shout outs as we go through this but let's start off with the uh real crazy topic and the uh <laughs> Skyrim being yeah. played on a tiger LCD you remember those systems that um well oh, no one likes i've got a couple behind me they're, they're they're serious collectors' pieces now. Like they go for stupid money, depending on what you're after. I tried to get the MC Hammer one for my MC Hammer video, and it was like going into the triple digits. I'm like, you know what? I'll just show a picture. It's okay. I don't want to spend hundred pound on an MC Hammer Tiger LCD game. Um, <laughs> absolutely. But I, I, I kind of did want it as well. I, I used to have a bit of a, um, I used to have the baggy the baggy trousers, all that sort of thing. I was well into. Um, into uh, uh, MC Hammer back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Has has he got some? Uh, He's getting up out of his chair. I think he's going to go and find us some Tiger LCDs. I can see behind me, I've got The Lion King, which is actually my my wife's that she got when she was a kid. And I've also got The Rescuers Down Under Tiger LCD game because it's the only one, uh, the only game based on that movie. And uh, you got Sonic 3D Blast. Yeah, that I do. So... We were talking about Tiger LCDs, funny
0: enough, last week, because we were talking about that Game Boy Advance that got, like, changed into one. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, find that because I found it
1: literally seconds after we did the episode. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, hey, I mean, this is more of a shout-out to the channel uh, 64 Bits. Go check them out over on YouTube. In fact, I will drop a link. Go make sure you subscribe because it's important. Um, as cool as this is, correct me if I'm wrong, Grizzly, but this isn't a real Tiger LCD.
0: No. So, right, okay. The way 64-bits work is that they kind of create mock-ups of, like, um, demake games and what have you. Sometimes they make it into reality, um, but one of the things they showed before was the idea of uh, a Dark Souls being made in the form of Cuphead. So this is That's really right. just like a... A really impressive animation, and you can totally see how this could be made into a real Tiger LCD. So, I guess it counts because a lot of the demakes you see are just videos; they're not like programmed games. They're just concepts or proof of concepts. Personally, you know what? Tiger Tiger handhelds are one of the most rudimentary things out there.
1: Yeah. um this this probably wouldn't be too much of a stretch to make if you no. wanted to. I reckon someone could make this. Um uh and also shout out to as i remember in my castlevania um uh fan games video someone had actually made the cast like one of the really long castlevania trilogies into an lcd game it was ridiculous it was ridiculous so um yeah the, there's definitely a, a a fan base out there for these sort of things i'm not part of that fan base but it's still definitely worth bringing up hence why we're doing yeah. that exact thing right now yeah um but hey i mean they're definitely worth checking out, because uh, they make these very short-form videos, and I think that they're definitely worth uh, going to check out. They, they they tug on the nostalgic heartstrings, even though these games, uh, in some cases like this, don't actually exist. So, yeah. Yeah. And we always like talking about D makes on this show. We do. Uh, whether or not they
0: are actually a thing, it's just fun. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, exactly, exactly. Uh, right. So, are we moving over to the next topic already? Because I think we've kind of I, I think that so. Quite yeah, alive. yeah, yeah. I think so. And, uh, and so. I think this is uh, your chance to talk because, uh, whew, yeah, unofficial Zelda PC port is about ninety percent complete. Says devs. Now, I've got some questions about this that I don't quite understand. So maybe you can fill in those gaps. But firstly, explain to everyone what this actually is. Right. So. Up but recently
0: uh we experienced what has been come to known as the Nintendo Giga Leak. So the Giga Leak is a a situation in where Nintendo servers got accessed and there's just been a boatload of source data. In fact I don't think it was Nintendo servers, it was another game company's servers and they had access to like a a portal for developers and they found access to things like Super Mario sixty-four, the source code. Right. Um, and, of course, Legend of Zelda was part of that. Um, they also found all kinds of things like uh, unreleased material games like the Zelda 64 beta, which we previously covered. Because um, so I had to do a double take when I saw this. So I thought, oh, hang on, that's already been done. But no, the beta uh, stuff was found in there as well and through odd ROMs and what have you. So uh, basically, this allowed this source code allows people to make native ports for uh whatever you want really yeah let's port it to xbox 360 if you want to xbox one and playstation but most importantly and for the sake of today's discussion we're looking at the pc version now what does this really mean it means that we get a native port on pc it can be scaled so think like what you would really want from a game like zelda if released today um, so if you wanted 4K or even 8K visuals, you've got it right here because it can be upscaled infinitely, pretty yeah. much. I mean, the, the textures get a bit stretched, but you know what? It looks great in 4K. Um, you get things like widescreen support, things that even Nintendo haven't ported into this game, despite the fact that it's been re-released countless times since it was since its first iteration. It's kind of a big deal because... As much as I don't like the idea that a a fan group has essentially taken the keys to the kingdom to get this, it kind of puts pressure on Nintendo to do better at the same time. And when you look at what they came out with with the Switch Online service, this kind of all over what they've done. So, you know what? I'm going to give it to the the fans on this one. I can't wait to play this version.
1: Right, okay, so <clears throat> this, uh, let me let, uh, I, don't, I don't 100% get it. So, yeah. there's, uh, there's a guy called, uh, called Andy Robinson, he's part of the uh, um, VGC, does stuff with Digino you know Gaming, and he actually puts out there, this kind of reverse engineering is made legal because the fans involved do not use any leaked content, nor use any of Nintendo's original copyrighted assets. I struggled to see how this is not a copyright game, because yeah. it's literally the, the exact same game am those i wrong cool? really,
0: that bomb icon clearly looks like a zelda asset as does the ocarina as does the sword icon I mean, which even is if very it's, clearly the master
1: sword yeah i mean even if someone has literally made that in whatever paint <laughs> you know photoshop or whatever and then put all of those assets in and recreated the game from scratch it's still not their game in my eyes yeah so i don't understand how this isn't how this is legal in any way
0: I mean, they could argue that they redrew those assets, but even then, it's still tracing, and that's still quite, it's somewhat infringing. Uh, I guess the real aspect of this is is whether they take any money for the project, whether they've got a Patreon, whether they're taking donations. That is a big factor in these kind of things. And if if you're taking any money at all, you could be seen as profiting off the work, and therefore you are in fully infringing and liable for lawsuits. Um, to be honest. You're talking Nintendo here. You're liable for lawsuits. Um, yeah, they'll
1: th- find this a way. isn't going to last. This 100% yeah. isn't going to last. I'm so surprised they announced, they announced all this, before, You know, considering this is supposed to be released mid-February or the end of February, roughly, or the first finished version will be out by the end of February. Because um, if I was Nintendo, with Nintendo's mindset, not if I was Nintendo, because I think it's good that the fans do this sort of stuff, but if I was Nintendo with their mindset, I would be... I'd be taking this down now before it gets a chance to be released. Yeah, and Uh, and I don't understand why they do it because they they, they've done the same thing with well AM2R. They waited for that to come out, and that was a game that was completely redrawn from the ground up uh, as a remake of the second Metroid game, Metroid Two: Samus Returns. uh, Sega did the same thing with the Streets of Rage remake, which was, from what I understand, completely remade of Streets of Rage, or for the most part, completely remade of Streets of Rage. Um, I don't believe there was money to be um, made off the back of those things. Um, it was very much a fan project that put out. Um, and that, that's that. Once it's in the wild, it's in the wild. Even if Nintendo or Sega or whoever the company may be try and take it down, you know, the, 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 you know the, these, these projects are out there. You're going to be able to find them um, on some torrent site or whatever. They're out there. And, and for the most part, they still get worked on as well behind the scenes. Yeah. So I don't really understand how this is in any way... Um, a legal way of doing things. Um yeah, I find I find it very, very, very odd that that, that word. Yeah. And to me, it's
0: really it what makes it even more odd is that projects like this, when you give Nintendo notice that it's a thing, like look at Metroid Other Air uh, the uh the Metroid 2 remake that they did. Um that Metroid 2 remake AM2R, You know, the, yeah. They they announced it early. It got cease and desisted. So many projects that are Nintendo fan games are cease and desisted because they're in the planning stage. A fan game creator group has just gone round and go, look what we're making. Nintendo goes, nope, and then you never You're see not. it again. <laughs> You're talking about their one of their flagship games, one of the highest rated games ever, it, whether you believe Metacritic or not. It is still considered one of the big releases ever made. You don't think Nintendo are going to take some sort of umbrage at this. It doesn't matter how technically legal it might be. You're you're saying it's 90% complete. You're never going to get to 100% because or and and get away with releasing it. Whereas with the Super Mario 64 port that was also done in a very similar vein, that was done and then just released to the Internet. right. You know, if you really wanted people to enjoy it, and to play it, to access it, you do that.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I mean, none- I'm, I'm, I'm seeing yeah. uh, there's someone in the chat here. Salad Snake, long time listener. Thank you very much. Uh, there's legal precedent for reverse engineering. They are safe from legal action. As long as they don't provide assets, uh, lol, they are confident announcing it because they are 100% not going to get in trouble. So why are these people not going to get in trouble? Yet, yeah. AM2R did and streets of rage remake did i don't understand the difference yeah it's because even if you have made reverse engineer it or you made it from scratch like those people did because surely reverse engineering is worse than starting from scratch which i believe they did with um uh streets of rage remake um so and at the end of the day this is this is their um this is their game they've just they've just put a new paint on it i
0: see i see so i've seen something similar to this and that was uh i believe it was one of the tony hawks uh, mods for pc so tony hawks underground uh, 2 got a version of, of it for pc made by fans called tony hawks underground pro and the way it worked was you had to own the original game to be able to access all of this additional content and it was essentially all of the levels from all of the tony hawks games all the secret characters loads of modded new ones but you had to have access to the game in some form. Now, what they could do here is say, right, we've got all your source code. It's pointing to assets that we're not going to give you. But if you happen to have an Ocarina of Time ROM, well, that contains all of the assets and that is your legal backup. So therefore, we haven't done anything wrong. I think that's how they're trying to reason it. They're saying that it's, it's just programming that links everything together and it runs almost exactly the same as it did before but it's not Nintendo's. And the only way to access it is if you got a legal copy. That makes sense. But that's okay. a very, very like runaway runaround uh, run uh, run way to do it. And to be honest, I still don't think that would work in a court of law. I, don't. I really don't.
1: I, I, I still struggle with it. I really do. Because, um, yeah, I, I, Nintendo are ruthless with this sort of thing. I, I, I mean, hey... I, I, I don't understand it personally. I don't understand how they can get away with it. Um, mm, yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I I they do, because I feel like these sort of things are really cool when fans do this. Um, but, like, <laughs> not only are Nintendo in my eyes going to be Nintendo, but at the same time, you've got to look at this company that have just put out a, a terrible version of the game. <laughs> uh, as, you know, like, why would you pay for online services because you know you, you're kind of battling against that now you know yeah. why would i play online because i can play this version which is 10 times better this is essentially the, the the definitive version
0: and it will be for some time because it scales with the user you you upgrade your hardware uh, you don't need to do anything else to it mm-hmm. it is it, it's, it's the source you can constantly make newer versions of this game using the same code it's just there forever
1: it's how we have emulators, Standard Snake says. And you know what Nintendo's thoughts are with emulators and, and, and people using ROMs. Like, they, they hate it. Yeah. They hates it. He's, he's saying that in relation to
0: that's how um, emulator developers are getting around the coding issues or the illegalities. Yeah, yeah It's yeah. like when you down a me- download a Mega CD or a PS1 emulator, you don't get the BIOS with it because that is the code from the manufacturer. Um, so that's how... It, it's like emulating source... Like things, sure, but again, I don't see how you could have all of that text in the game and not fall into some sort of copyright territory. I just don't understand how because when you're emulating hardware, it's a little different, right? You're telling a PC to act like a PlayStation or a mega mega drive or something like that, when you're yeah. talking about an interactive media that's got loads of loads of text, loads of music, all of this, only so much of that is a file that gets played i believe that the text is in there somehow i'm not trying to get these guys in trouble by the way but i am struggling we want this to be a
1: good thing but i just i i I know what nintendo are like and i i I just can't see them being oh it's okay it's it's ocarina of time yeah there's 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 got to be something in there that
0: you know could be considered plagiarism or copyright and (laughs) I struggled if they truly have found a way around it Nintendo are in trouble yeah. genuinely in trouble For sure. For this sure. will this will be the the rule and not the exception in in the in the long term
1: so but, yeah. um Hey, this is a thing that's happening, uh, hopefully. Um, and that, like like I say, this this is something that was started in like November of last year and it's already going to be at a near enough playable state by the end of February, and I think you're looking about a month or so after that until they actually put it out to the public um and Nintendo are gonna be fine about it. It's remarkably <laughs> quick work, isn't it? It is, it is. It's impressive. Yeah. It it, it surprises me that a small team of people can do something this incredible, um, and yet Nintendo cannot with the most prized possessions.
0: And that's exactly the reason why Nintendo should be scared of a move like this because they've just made any future portings or, you know, re-releases of this game pretty much, you know, rendered it useless because, well, as I say, as we said, you know, this will be the definitive version at least until people have forgotten about Ocarina of Time. That's
1: yeah, going yeah, to be a long, sure. long time. Look at it on hey. widescreen, though. Looks great. Absolute 16.9... Ocarina of time—that's not going to be too shabby. Oh yeah, that's going to be a bit of a riot, isn't it?
0: Mm. And it's Ooh. got mod support. Hey, PC gamers! Yes, there we go, there
1: we go. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, now, before we go into our next topic, where we're going to be chatting about horry, let's give let's uh, let's chat a little bit about the last year ro- uh, running this podcast. I know there may be some new people listening in on over on TikTok and on Twitter. But uh, for the people that have been listening in on um, Extra Slope and definitely on Twitch, where we've been going for the longest time, let's just say again, in case you, uh, you've only just joined in, massive thank you for the support. We are growing from strength to strength. And all of the people listening as well and all of the podcast services after this goes live. Thank you very, very much. And we really appreciate it. I always say at the beginning that please do leave a like and and, and leave a um uh, a comment or a review on whatever podcast service you use because it does help. And it's because you guys are doing that, it means that we continue to grow. So uh, thank you, thank you very much. And I think the big, big shout outs we got to give, other than myself to Grizzly, thank you, Grizzly, is um we we, we got to be giving a massive shout out to the two regulars that are always in here, Mr. Chev Matic and Mr. Mike Towns, who are in here right now listening in on Discord. And thank you guys so, so much. Hardcore supporters of yeah. this podcast big so, like, time and i've got to give time.
0: uh i've got to give some props to michael towns as well uh so every monday on the discord this is a hint by the way for anyone listening who wants to watch something and just gets bored um every monday i edit the thumbnail uh that goes up on the uh on the youtube as well as all of the podcast platforms and uh it, it could take a while and it gets a bit lonely so mike is usually there uh, we stick on some spotify we listen to some music we have a great time um and i'd love to share that with more of you so come and yeah, join us get on
1: in yeah get on in um uh, continuing on the massive shout outs griffin of might uh probably the main person that gives us i'd say close to 90 percent, if not more uh, of the topics throughout the last year yeah. it is a hardcore topic a machine majorly absolute um, machine yeah big big part of the discord given all of these topics that we have here for slopes car so massive shout out to griffin of mike mr goat king 233 thank you very much for your support always messaging me on over on um uh on instagram thank you very much matey um and uh, oh there's plenty of other people uh salad snake thank you very much for all your support over the last year that i, I I'm, I'm getting worried because i'm going to definitely forget people so boring old fart you definitely deserve some shout outs i know vikeko has just left but Hardcore supporter of the channel and the podcast as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I mean, there, there, there's plenty of other people out there, but thank you all so so much, everyone, for all your support. Pixel, I can, I see you, I see you. Yeah. So yeah, cheers, guys, and thank you to everyone that is listening. Like I say, uh, on those podcast services, and there's a lot of people that like to listen in afterwards live. Wow. You guys doing so um, gives us the boost that that makes us want to keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And also, I is It's another one of mine. I uh, of, yeah. of course, of course. Yes, absolutely. Now, um, what we said we'd be do for this one is we'd actually have a look through some of the uh, uh, the, the topics that <laughs> we've um, talked about. You know, maybe maybe some of the best topics over the last year, some of the worst topics. We're just going to reminisce, going to reminisce. We won't go into it too deep because obviously for newcomers, <laughs> you know, what, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? Yeah. The suggestions. So... Go on, no, go on. You go. What was the, <laughs> what was the suggestions for best topic?
0: right so um i feel like best topic is the the, the one but you know let, let's just go through it on the list so uh we've run a little voting campaign here uh, as in literally overnight so i apologize that this is not like the oscars uh <laughs> you know we're literally just going to talk it through so um best topics was brought down to free uh of you know the the best topics that we considered yeah. overnight and um <laughs> I'll tell you what, there are some cracking ones here. So uh if we remember about a month ago, we Dan made a certain video about a certain console uh with certain physical games and uh yeah. It was a couple of week... months ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then the week after was crazy. So the first nominee for best topic of the year goes to the week of Amiko Madness. Uh, yes. which is one of my favorite moments on the podcast, for yeah.
1: sure. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll say it again for anyone out there that really need needs to hear it and what's to use this as a sound clip. I'm not sponsored, I'm not paid, I don't have shares or anything You're like that. You're not
0: investing, yeah.
1: Investing, yeah, in Amico. I'm very excited for the console, I have my doubts about it, I, uh, but I'm, I'm also very intrigued by this new Amico system. And um yeah, I, I managed to get a hold of myself a couple of well, I say a couple, every single physical, um uh, physical bunny ear. <laughs> um Amiko games and um yeah, chatting about those sort of things live and, 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 and Amico as a whole, it's just been a fun thing to talk about over the um over the last year. And it, it's not going away anytime soon. Um yeah,
0: I mean it's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. We got we got a hell of a year to wait for and to be honest, I actually um at first, it felt like, oh, we're just adding in all of the Amico stuff because it creates that kind of, like, that buzz and the the conversation and definitely some vitriol and some probably undeserved praise uh, in equal measure. But I'll tell you what, every single time we talk about it, it's a, it's a fresh experience, and I love it. You know, there's some things we definitely like about the console. There's some games that we like. Oh, God, I you know, now my name's going to be run through the mud. Um <laughs> And praise. Keep talking. Um, and then uh at the same time, we're very aware of the potential that's coming in terms of how it could go wrong. Uh and I know I've been somewhat vocal on uh on a few of my thoughts there. So Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the first nominee. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've
1: got got them right here, by the way. Uh yeah.
0: there's my there's my Amico games. The ones that started it all, the offending articles, the smoking guns, if you will um mm-hmm. they are you know maybe you should sign them those those would be worth something now do but... you reckon <laughs> no.
1: I, 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 I did see a youtuber had bought them and uh was selling them off of single pieces and they were going for more than he had bought them like if he sold them all he would have made a bit of a profit um which is weird because they're not sold out but that, <laughs> that sort of thing happens all the time with like limited-run companies and whatever else. So, yeah, that was one of our topics of um uh, of the year, the week of Amico Madness. We was also going to be chatting about the PlayStation State of Play reaction, the bad one, um, yeah, when not both. a lot went down, and um, we somehow had to talk about not a lot going down.
0: <laughs> we, we spent... A, I'll tell you what, the reason why this is in one of the best articles and not the worst is because... I feel like we carried that pretty damn well. So, yeah. Sony put out a 20 to 30 minute sh- long showcase, and 10 minutes of that was footage of Deathloop. And the rest yeah. was all stuff that we'd even known about or just had absolutely no interest in. And. You know what? We talked about that like champs. We we spent about forty minutes to an hour talking about that, and most That's of cool. it was less than you know, less than praise for Sony. But you know what? I was quite proud of how we handled that. Um, it it shows the progression,
1: was like, yeah. the, the the presenting progression of the channel. It really does uh, of the podcast. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and then you had Soldier Boy buying Atari was uh, the third uh, one. <laughs>
0: oh man so the people that um people during of in the podcast like platforms hello everyone by the way Mm -hmm. again um they got a special treat because i actually played the clip in the podcast i i I edited it in so i think that has to be the craziest topic that we've covered in terms of like so just to remind everyone soldier boy uh the man behind the soldier boy console he believed he had purchased Atari. Because he had purchased some Atari coins, which is
1: the crypto. No, he's by so, a. so delusional. Yes. It's another world. He's in another planet. Like, more so than BOB, like, who genuinely believes the, the world is flat and, and, you know, slaves didn't exist in America and every other absurd conspiracy under the sun that man believes. I, I don't, it's, it's a battle between BOB and, and, um, uh, this guy soldier boy on, on, on who is the person that's just lost it the most it's nuts
0: yeah but to be fair he does believe that airplanes in the night sky are like shooting stars
1: so he does. He, he, he's hung out of Haley williams so he, he gets crap yeah.
0: yeah yeah so uh those were the nominees and this is the only topic in which oh no not the only one damn it people start voting please um <laughs> uh so both the week of Amico Madness and the PlayStation, uh, sorry, the Soldier Boy buys Atari are dead heats. Now, if it. we were to pick which of those two would be our favourites, Dan, because I feel like we need to be the voice of reason here.
1: Well, I, um, I did. You vote on any of those? I did. Yes, already. What did you so, vote for?
0: A week of Amico Madness. it's the same as me. I think that's the winner then. No,
1: no, it isn't. I've actually done it wrong. I've, I've accidentally. Oh. I've accidentally done the PlayStation State of Play. I'm changing my vote. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's oh, no. this. do oh, that this, actually this. means soldier boy technically wins by doing that. <laughs> it's yeah, <okay>. you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We give Amico madness. We're giving it to you, even though now technically you've lost. Um, yeah. Yes. We of Amico. I, I, I just love talking about the Amico. Like, yeah, I love talking about that system. So in my opinion, it always works um before we move on to our next topic we're also going to look at the worst topic of the year and then we'll uh, talk about some more gaming news before we talk about the uh, uh, the best tangent and the top returning topics as well so yeah. worst topics rats <laughs> playing doom on twitch uh, i remember
0: was... this one so vividly dad
1: <laughs> yeah it wasn't that long it... ago was it it was it was ridiculous
0: yes yeah, so we put this topic in, I, I put this topic in thinking, you know, this is all whimsical, it's all nice, you know. Somebody's trained a rat how to play what resembles Doom. And then you completely, <laughs> you completely destroy it. You're just like, a, well, they're not playing Doom, are they? They're just playing, they're just walking down corridor. I don't think they're even, like, shooting the thing. They're just drink drinking water and... You know, thing happens, and it's just—it's just on a video loop, isn't it? It's like, oh wow, wow! I destroyed it. I I, just
1: like—I—I know. I think it was like the week after, or the week after that. It was shortly after we talked about the fact that you can play Doom on a phone. You can do (laughs) things to make things happen, but you're not playing any of these things. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think—I think this one takes the biscuit for the most ridiculous way you could possibly ever play a video game. Yeah. And uh yeah. So that, that, was, that was the worst topic. <laughs> That's one. Sorry for just crapping all over your suggestion there, putting that one in. <laughs> but uh,
0: uh, I blame Mike. I blame Mike. He was the one who uh, submitted it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Rats playing Doom. I found the uh, YouTube video there for people that are watching yeah. live. Um, um, yeah. That, that rat is playing Doom. He certainly is. Look at him go. So for people out there that are listening in uh, and maybe didn't see that one, it's literally like a ball that the rat stands on. And it's being held in place like bondage styly like they've got like this pipe this 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 line holding it in place, and then every time the, the 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 rat runs along the ball, it obviously turns the ball kind of like you know the ball in a mouse, and that makes the character run forward, yeah, and uh, every time he has a little drink of his uh, the little pipe in front of him, that makes the, like the shoot or, or 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 I don't know, like open a door. It's it's the rat isn't playing Doom. <laughs> the rat isn't playing Doom.
0: And for everyone who saw that at face value and just went, ah, oh, look at the little rodent. Um, I hear you. I hear you completely. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that was the nominee and also the winner. That's I th- I think Dan spoiled that one, but the other two were, of course, the Mario voice cast announced.
1: Yeah, I was furious about
0: that. I think still we're not still furious. Still, still not happening.
1: Uh, until I see that trailer and see what the, what was about to happen. Yeah, yeah. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is the voice of Mario, which Middle I'm sure will be after. okay as the voice of Mario. But like, <laughs> like Charles Martinet is in the movie, and for people that don't know, Charles Martinet is the voice of Mario, and he's only ever been the voice of Mario. And why it's such a big different, uh, such a big deal for the Mario movie. It's because, as compared to something like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, Sonic's been voiced several times, but he's always had that same type of, you know, annoying teenagery type voice, so they just needed to get someone in that was like that. Uh, it yeah. didn't matter that they didn't get the original voice casting because it's already been replaced several times. Um, Mario's only ever been Charles Martinet, um, yeah. you other know than like, not happen- in the cartoon and that, but... Yeah.
0: You know what's going to happen, though, and we're going, it's a slight tangent, but you know what's going to happen. So Charles Martinet will be in it for all of, what, 10 minutes, whether that will be the intro scene where he enters the real world, which is probably where they're going with it, or they'll have a joke moment where Chris Pratt's Mario falls into the Mushroom Kingdom and suddenly he starts talking like Charles Martinet. It will be one of those scenarios for sure. Eight.
1: it's so it's really really hypocritical of me moaning about it because it's that that it, it's the story of sonic the hedgehog the movie you know sonic's in the real world i'm like oh what are you doing but it worked really well so it might work here as well um uh meow it's yeah. it's really bizarre and then bowser being the voice of um sorry jack black being the voice of bowser um uh and, and is it Anna Taylor Scott who's in that incredible movie, by the way? Um, uh, Last night in Soho, like literally my favorite film of the year. Um, she she played brilliantly in that. She's Princess Peach. But it's like these, these voice actors are available, and not just the fact that they're available, they're in the movie. Come on.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. It's madness. Man. Madness. Yeah, So there yeah, you you've heard my rant again. And the third one, which didn't get any votes actually, and the time we caved to Switch Pro rumours. This was a painful week when we finally done this. And I, should we do it? Shall we do it? Shall we do it? Um yeah. You'll remember before the Switch OLED was released, um every other day uh someone would be putting up a YouTube video about the fact that the Switch Pro has been rumoured. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Yeah, um, so I think it's caught yeah.
0: everyone by... You know, caught everyone off guard because I still genuinely think that at one point the Switch Pro was going to be real. I I still genuinely think that, and I believe that the reason why it isn't is because of the things like the chip shortage, shipping issues. I don't
1: understand that because surely they're using the same amount of chips for the OLED.
0: Well, that's it's different silicon. It's a different makeup, isn't it, when you're building something for four K and. I genuinely believe that that was the intention, and the rumours actually were a case of no uh, no smoke without fire. Right, um, right. However, they're probably going to hold it back now because I, that's why the OLED seems like such a small step up, in my opinion. I yeah, feel like it,
1: I'd like to get one, but yeah,
0: yeah, it's like they went okay, right? We're going to make it the 4K version, blah blah blah. We even added 4K to the the dock. Um, you know that was supposed to be coming with it because bear in mind that was all in there that's in the source code for the switch dock the oled dock but i feel like they they caved at the final moment because they couldn't get enough chips to make it an impactful upgrade so they're holding them they're holding it back whereas the oled was also supposed to be the other upgrade to the switch pro anyway um going and, and, yeah. again tangents
1: <laughs> well, no, 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 it's fine. You know, because these, these were these are hot topics for us to be chatting about. Um, yeah. And, you know, now we're bringing them up. We can't help but get angry about Chris Pratt. Or... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and Blue Loom, by the way, another name. Uh, long, long time supporter of the show. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, he actually puts out there, Steam Deck plus Yuzu equals Switch Pro. I mean, the Steam Deck itself is just going to be my Switch Pro. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting so one point, excited yeah. for that system. So excited mm. for that system. And it has changed my mentality. Like, I look over on my shelf on, on Switch games um, and I'm like, oh, do I want to spend 60-odd quid on, uh, um, as an example, like the 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 Portal Bridge Constructor, which is a good game. But if anyone's ever played that on the Switch, you get to the final levels, it is like playing it in two frames a second mode. It's so slow. And I'm just thinking to myself, that game's like a fiver on Steam, probably. Yeah, uh, probably in the sale down less than that every Christmas. And I'm like, that would be so good on the Switch, playing like that well. Oh bring on the Steam Deck. Bring on the Steam Deck. It's going to be so good.
0: Yeah, and we'll definitely be reporting about the ones that we get because I've got one pre-ordered. Yep. You've got one pre-ordered? Yeah. So yeah, that'll be a thing. Um and also well excited just for that. well excited. Just lastly, so the reason why this is particularly in the worst topics list is because one of the things that we consciously try to do is never like reports on rumors anything that we report on has as a basis in fact or has been confirmed and we just try to be as honest as possible we don't like clickbait topics i think we've done one in the year and it gets automatically called out i even saw someone in the youtube chat talking about is that gta 5 thing on game boy clickbait and no not technically no um so stick around for that one
1: yeah Um, it's a weird one it's a weird one but yeah
0: yeah it's it is technically yeah in fact that's why i think dan got so angry about the rats playing doom because they were not playing doom damn
1: it <laughs> they weren't playing doom they weren't playing doom yeah right so let's let's get on with some more news and um th- we're going to do something that i've never done before actually i'm going to be adding a topic to the end of this uh, podcast but let's first talk about hori we all like hori yes who doesn't like a good hori <laughs> I threw you off just like, we like Hori, don't you? like Hori, don't you? Answer me! Um, <laughs> so, Hori, um, in case you don't know, uh, are people that make these, these uh, uh, rather incredible third party controllers. Do you remember back in the day when you'd get a third party controller, even down to like the Wii days? I remember when my mum bought my sister's extra Wii controllers. I was like, why did you buy the fake ones? Like, it was yeah. bad when you got a, a knockoff third party controller. Like, that was always your, your younger brother or the person you didn't really like out of, the four, out of your four mates that would come around that would always get the, the the crappy third-party controller. Hori have turned that around. And they're not the only people. There's quite a few people out there, um, the um, 8-Bit Doe guys. And th- th- there's, there's a few others as well. But they, they make these third-party controllers that are so good, in some cases, they're better than the original. And in, in, in Hori's case... They made a, a, a controller that, in my opinion, is better than the Nintendo Switch controller. I actually have the—I uh, can't remember what, exactly what it's called, but it's essentially a Switch Pro controller, but which it's sits on low. the. That's there you go, that one. Yeah, uh, and that goes on the right side. Now, yeah, I it, it my, my my original Switch controllers. haven't touched my Switch in well over a year, possibly two years, um, because that one's on the side of it, and it feels good. It, it, it's kind of going to feel like the what the Steam Deck is going to feel like, but you know, it's good. Anyway they're um they're taking the next step and they're doing this sort of uh uh, 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 asking the fans to help them out in controlling a modular retro controller which is essentially all the controllers you want rolled into one if the fans want it that way um give us a bit more detail grizzly
0: yeah so this was brought up as a result of the the success of the hamster arcade archives now people might be familiar with these if they've been on nintendo switch and, and like going through the retro game selections. So I believe these guys worked on the Neo Geo ports um, and all of the, you know, that classic Garo, Mark of the Wolves. A hell of a lot of arcade games have been released on Switch and PS4, uh, PS5. Um, And so, as a result, Hori have floated this idea. They're saying, right, okay, if we were to make an arcade controller which will be compatible with the great many of these games, what configuration would you like? would you want something that has everything built on so we're looking at uh, a picture of a controller here that's got a trackball, a paddle and an arcade stick um it's very a very weird one. Not, model.
1: i i i don't I've never seen a 3d um uh, sorry a, a control stick that looks like this so people obviously that are listening in and not seeing um you've got the standard one which is like a typical arcade stick you know of a, a you know a stick po- poking up and a ball at the top which is the yeah, really nice way. Yeah. yeah, really, really nice control stick. But they have this other one, which sort of sticks up, and it's got like a hexagon uh, uh, cylinder on top of it rather than a ball. And I, I've just never seen that before. I find that as a very odd thing to, to so do. If, Maybe, if it's
0: uh, if it's what I think it is, it's the type of joystick, like an Atari st- uh, type thing, but right. it's also got a spin or a tilt. Yeah, I feel right. they
1: might go down the spin route with it.
0: Yeah, so mm. it, it would do do your typical joystick things, but you'd be able to spin it left and right. So it can kind of be that paddle controller as well as a joystick. Yeah. Um, but some great configurations on here. You can see where they're trying to get that twin stick thing going on with the two cherry top uh, arcade sticks and slotted onto the side of a button module. So you can kind of create your fight pad or your Arkanoid pad or your trackball pad. Yeah. I really like this
1: concept. I'm very excited. For, for me, it's uh, so again, for people that are listening in, what we're kind of looking at is if you imagine what a Switch looks like, but with no screen, they're just being arcade buttons like your, your ABC, your punch, your punch, your block and your kick like with your Street Fighter in the middle. But you can attach onto the side like a Switch controller. You can actually attach on like a paddle controller or an arcade stick and then you can do the same over on the right side or flip it around. So obviously you, you're left-handed or right-handed. It'll work however you want it. To, to to work for you you can put a trackball on there um this isn't going to be cheap if and when this does come out oh no no this is going to be it. well into the hundreds um, yeah but yeah. it's very cool it's I sort of thing like you, you know a... what maybe i need to start hooking up Hori and like so Hori. you want to uh, did you, you need anyone to do some reviews for this sort of stuff because this is this is going to be astronomically priced
0: oh yeah uh, this this should come with like a bunch of games, so you know, like we've seen the similar concept come up with the Egret uh, Two uh, Mini Arcade, the the um, there we you go. know that Astro City Arcade. Uh, this is like the the version for like Taito, and they've got different controllers for things like Arkanoid or the 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 mini like joystick controller, and it just seems like the the logical thing. People want these control methods because they are the only way. To accurately play some of these games. Uh, could you put, so could you imagine playing Crystal Castles without a trap ball, for example, or Marble Madness? It's not the yeah. same with a D pad.
1: So for people that don't know, the, the, the Egret 2 Mini, Egret 2 Mini, um, is essentially, we all know what the Astro City Mini is. that Sega's um, sort of little mini arcade unit that can plug into an HDMI, but it also works as its own little handheld. It's essentially the king of the minis. You know, you had your, your Mega Drive Mini, your Super Nintendo Mini, NES Mini, blah, blah, blah. But that was the king of the minis. It was incredible. And it was like the best way to own a physical copy of um you know golden axe uh, revenge of death adder and stuff like that well this egret mini uh egret 2 mini very very similar form factor almost identical form factor um but one it's got more games on it um and two the actual screen you can punch you can push in the screen it pops out you can actually flip it on its side and then it goes into depends how you want to say it tate or tate mode um essentially uh uh uh, it's the sort of screen mode you would have for any kind of shmup games um where you're actually shooting up the screen you have that sort of it's like putting your telly on its side you know you you know a lot of arcade machines were like that it has a lot more games on it and these are the taito games um uh there's 40 plus another 10 on an sd card um and, uh, yeah, like you say, it's coming with so many different control methods. Um, so you can actually plug in uh, the same as the Astro City Mini. You can plug in a controller, but those extra controllers you plug in, one will have a trackball or, or a, uh, a spinner. So you can really, really play around with those. Yeah. And at first I was thought to myself, hang on, why are they adding those extra 10 games on the side? Because th- th- this seems a bit, mm, why are they doing that? But it's because those are the games that are usable for the track that they're the trackball games or, or spinner games so it makes sense that if you buy that controller that's the sd card that comes with it so therefore i mean th- there's no point having those games if you don't have that control method because it would just not be a good repli- uh, uh, representation of the original arcade games um and the other interesting thing about this egret we're, we're fully talking about the egret now rather than the hoary thing but it's the these tangents good- i keep telling you, yeah, tell you <laughs> absolutely um the good thing about this Egret thing, because I've been looking this up a lot lately, um, is it's so expensive. It's a yes. very, very expensive system. But what's so good about it is it's the one thing that no one seems to be moaning about. If you go and look at all of the people that are previewing this and, and talking about this in articles, normally a $500, uh, sorry, yeah, $500 price point or 439 four, euro price point Um mm-hmm. Would just send people going crazy but considering this has so many other options and an sd card slot which i mean i don't think it's being sold as a way to hack but it'd be mean, too hard to do that sort of thing oh, no like that's gonna be um like no one's moaning about the price which is insane for me because it is a very expensive system but no one's moaning about the price because it looks like such an awesome product i think I also so up for this
0: i also think that people are being a bit more reasonable you know thinking right it's fair cop with the price because Let's just face it, the EGRET Mini, you know, the EGRET TIE uh, tie 2 arcade machine, it doesn't hold the same weight as Sega Astro City, you know. At least you've got the Sega name to fall back on. Taito doesn't really factor in the, as much these days. Yeah, so I mean, retro gamers
1: know who that is, but I don't. You know, yeah, especially y- y- ask a person in the street. Yeah, you, you're going to get. You
0: don't it. buy this for your, you don't buy this for your granddad because he might have remembered playing Space Invaders. You you buy it for the true true fans who really want to get like something that's going to um, you know just be an a great part addition to the, the the game collection i do think 440 euros is asking a bit much though Well
1: oh, they're That's... they're down to five they're only making five thousand of these or at least european i think um so the, the the person that uh putting this out the one that you're seeing on the screen for people that are watching live strictly limited um a uh, company i've worked with in the past i do like that do like those guys I do like those guys um uh yeah i, I only only 5000 they they're gonna go because at the end of the day there are a hardcore group of people like i said this is this is a niche product and there are enough niche people that are going to warrant to buy that it will sell out yeah um elevator action returns is on there that's a sell for me straight away the the, the same reason i wanted to get the uh oh that astro city mini looks quite good yeah i think i might i think oh my god death revenge of death adders on it yes i'm getting it i see elevator action returns oh my god yes i'm getting it and and obviously there's those other games like your, your typical um uh, yeah Space Invaders and stuff like that which is always fun Lunar Rescue I think that's such an awesome game I I, I almost prefer it to Space Invaders but um
0: I, I, I don't know I, for me I 440 pounds or 440 euros just I feel like it should be limited run sized at least limited run sized Yeah because that's how much a a limited run arcade cabinet would cost you
1: Oh Easy. right sorry you mean the um i am eight bit
0: that's, no sorry arcade one up you know arcade that one, one, one up yeah still yeah. very expensive for the sake of it yeah but yeah, um, yeah, yeah 440 euros that's the kind of thing i'd expect maybe like a bar top and a stand or something like that but yeah i think you know, they're, they're, so you got 319
1: console. euros without the, all of the extra bits
0: ah uh, yeah that that would do it you get the trapball controller with that so that seems a bit that seems a bit better you know Three hundred nineteen still very euros.
1: collectible for sure oh for sure for sure yeah, there's a lot to like about it, but um, as and when that time comes, we'll talk about this more at length because I do think it's quite a cool little system to be talking about. But so, yeah, yeah, oh, were we are releasing the controller, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, so they're, they're uh, taking uh, suggestions in on their next. Controller. Yeah,
0: so the 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 suggestions thing, uh, they said, right? Anyone can send us a message or an email saying what you would like to see, um, whether you'd like to see it. They're welcoming, like, uh, people sending in emails. And if you do it so the first 31st of January, you might see this be- come to fruition. Uh, honestly, I'd love to see this thing. I think it looks really cool. I mean, 3D models do not do the, things like this any justice. And I love gimmicky stuff like this. I've got, I've got to say, and modular controllers are some of my favourite things ever.
1: Yeah, I think they're really, really good. I love them. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm um, just checking on the sound. It looks like I've uh, my sound's been lost a little bit on uh, one, two, one, two. Yeah, my mic's gone. Hello. Hey, my mic's back. Hello, everybody over on Twitter, oh, on TikTok. I think I lost my sound for a moment there. Um, but yeah, hey, um, we want more um, uh, more of this sort of stuff, please. Like I say, this is going to be a very expensive um, uh, little thing that they're going to come out with eventually, Hori, but I think it's definitely worth keeping an eye out and seeing how this comes about, because I think this is going to be quite a big news topic when, when and hopefully when, yeah hopefully when it does drop be interested yeah. to see how it goes from what they're showing on the uh, you know their their early 3D renders into the actual final product it's quite exciting quite exciting yes now all right <laughs> grand theft auto 5 on the original game boy as i said at the beginning we are not talking game boy color we are not talking game boy advance ds or anything like that 3ds this is game this is the latest grand theft auto 5 running on the original green dotty game boy dot matrix
0: uh, wonder itself
1: yeah um so i've got some actual footage here for people that are watching live and you'll soon see how he's managed to do it uh no he has not he's not squeezed one of those massive blu-ray discs onto a game boy cartridge um it is a bit of a cheat but it's uh it's still pretty cool it, it, no it's very very cool D- explain away for us uh grizzly
0: yeah so uh the guy behind this stacks uh he created a wi-fi cartridge for the game boy and the idea is this is able to transmit videos and also inputs and outputs over the internet and that makes it absolutely nuts because we are literally watching someone stream grand theft auto 5 um and Making it playable, so as you can see on the screen, he's controlling the lights of YouTube and what have you. Um, he's able to get like quite an impressive picture out of the Game Boy. And the best part is, is because it's all running based on the cartridge, the Game Boy itself is completely unmodified. So there's him playing uh Super Mario World uh via Super Nintendo emulator. Yeah, so when
1: we say GTA 5, it could insert game name here you can run anything on this because it's basically streaming it from the pc onto this like literally any game you can think of you can play it on a game boy now uh by using this this device that he has made uh unfortunately it's not going to be something you're never going to be bad gonna be able to buy from him at least uh but he has given the details on how he made it so you can go and make one yourself if you really yeah. do want to play gta 5 on a uh on, on, on an original game boy but um yeah So I'm seeing
0: what uh, what P. Ferreira is saying in the chat is that it's basically a Game Gear TV tuner, and he's absolutely right. The only difference here is, of course, is that he can actually control things using the Game Boy buttons as well rather
1: than just watch. Um, That's that's the cool thing about this, even more so than the actual fact that he's got streaming GTA 5 onto a Game Boy is the fact that he's able to control GTA 5.
0: And he's also stated, interestingly, um, because he didn't wire up his Wi-Fi uh, cartridge all that well, he could technically get some rudimentary audio through the console as well. He just needs to reconfigure it. So I think that's what we're going to see next. Uh, <laughs> it's it's fascinating. Absolutely it's fascinating so monstrous. for this to work. And it seems so simple when you think about modern technology these days. I mean, this is how remote play works on PlayStation. You know, people have been using this concept for a good while now, I I'm very surprised that we haven't seen stuff like this before. It also shows you what limit of technology there is to access streaming hardware. Because yeah. when you when you think about like um some of the best uh, consoles or the best streaming hardware like the Stadia uh, for example even though I wouldn't exactly call it a great console um that is literally just like an Android phone um connecting to a very high powered PC distantly. All it needs to be is responsive and low latency yeah um and like this it's it's mind-boggling that he's got this to work
1: yeah it's, it's really impressive if you've got any interest in uh gaming whatsoever i'm going to put a link in the chat right now for people on on uh twitch on youtube and also i'll do it over on tiktok as well um go and go and go and check him out his name is there ought to be. obviously there'll be sh- uh, links in the show notes as well go check him out and what he'll do is actually explain how he made this um and uh, really go into details and what the limitations are of the game boy i know we got michael towns in the chat who's always uh it, 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 This sort of stuff is candy to him, being the fact that that this is his bread and butter making um, Game Boy games, um, new games for old hardware. So this this is exciting stuff. There you go. Yeah, fun. Fun, 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 fun. Which finally brings us back to some celebrationary chit-chat as we talk about uh, more anniversary things uh, with regard to the last year on the podcast. We uh, chat about the best tangent and the top returning (laughs) topics. So tangent time there's been some tangents in this very podcast right here but um yeah we're very good at that Mm -hmm. we like it yeah
0: it's just nice because it it feels like a stream of consciousness as opposed to the like the regimented like this is the topic we're talking about today and that's the topic done for today let's move on to the next topic of the day we do like it to go off off tangent some of our best stuff comes out of that i believe so yeah
1: I, I i like that people recognize all of the little mini traits and stuff that we had in there that, you know nothing but a good thing all that even stephen scott over on uh, youtube says does grizzly have his sports direct mug um wow <laughs> is that becoming a thing
0: <laughs> i've got um you know the sports direct mug if you knock it over it creates a tsunami but um no this is actually my signature mug uh, which is a christmas winnie the pooh thing uh, it's my favorite mug anyway but the sports direct mug seems to make it into podcasts because well i can't exactly nip down and get a fresh one so yeah, yeah, yeah. I normally you, have you gotta get go a distance water going <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> we but chat yeah. a lot <laughs> we need a lot <laughs> yeah. of hydration
0: yeah, definitely. Speaking of which, let's... Uh, uh, I've got my Fisherman coke, Friend because yeah. I've
1: run out of... Uh, there we go, liquid. right. Mm. Apologies for all who had to hear that. Fisherman Friend number four. Right, okay.
0: Right, again, tangents. There we go. We're talking about mugs and coke when really we should be talking about today's nominees. Ha, you see what I did there. Right, um, so the nominees are Dan's Epic N64 Rant. Because I dared bring up Zelda Ocarina of Time.
1: <laughs>
0: it's important to bring don't... it up.
1: It is yes. it's important to bring up the um, Ocarina of Time and new information regarding the uh, N64. We talked up, we talked about how uh, was it the forty-six winks or whatever it is coming out and forty winks, yeah, something like Winx, that. Yeah, yeah, that that that, that Glover game getting uh, coming over as well to, from Pico. So we, we chat about N64 quite a bit and how Crazy Taxi almost made it onto the N64. So there's a lot of topics we spoke about of the n64 over the years i just hate the look of that system there's nothing appealing to the n64 for me i'm going on the rant right now here it comes that controller sucks and every single wall looks like it's been washed with poo like it sucks it's ah oh, i i i I don't like the n64
0: i like it i like it a lot um we're gonna be li- ying ying and yang on that one i, I like
1: its uniqueness but like oh my god like every single texture from the character you're playing to the walls that you run around looks like it's here's your image 25 by 25 stretch that to 500 that's every texture in the game (laughs) can't stand it yeah i'm just
0: i'm just not going to (laughs) i'm not going to perpetuate that um the next one is one of my absolute favourites because it just came up in conversation and if it gets selected, we're going to have to find some way that we can put it in. But it has to be... Do you want to just bring it up, Dan?
1: <laughs> let, me, let me get the video. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Let me get the video. I need to, I need to actually find it. So you talk about the next topic while I find it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then lastly from the nom- nominees, uh, so this is the third nominee, it's me singing what's up by the four non-blondes and no i'm not going to do it (laughs) (laughs) because you uh you um you you had enough the first time and that was for the resident evil movie trailer mike really wants me to do it uh i will cave into peer pressure provided that it wins and to be honest it's on a knife edge so yeah
1: yeah and the thing that didn't win was um us chatting about that that introduction that you always have when you was a kid uh my, i i remember it on a care bear vhs yeah i don't care i used to watch the care bears as a kid and um this introduction from the company that published those those cartoons onto vhs would be Deek d-i-c but obviously everyone that watched that gave a bit more of a here we go <laughs> and a little bit like that there we go. it's stupid dick <laughs> it's i a, remember that derailing it
0: I remember that derailing the uh, podcast for quite some time, that episode. So uh, (laughs) it's just perfection. (laughs) Right. So, so, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, people could not make up a decision for that one. So it was between me singing, hey, uh, what's up? What's going on? And uh, Dick. So I'm going to go with Dick personally. I thought that was hilarious. I I still never, ever forget that. You just don't want to sing. Like that that and you know well, <laughs> it, it, it didn't win that that was the prerequisite and it's uh you
1: know it's it's a knife edge yeah. there it is there it is and the um final one the top returning topics every week and uh they're so obvious for people that are listening in we always <laughs> chat about the amico whenever we can because we like talking about the amico we yeah. always chat about nfts because we don't like chatting about them but they're always i mean unfortunately it's it's it's, it's just interesting isn't it it's it's stuff that needs to be yeah. brought up because it's always happening in gaming especially and you since the later half of last year
0: and you know what it's probably going to be a regular topic this year along with the amico because it's just one of those things that's going to constantly evolve the the rules are going to change um and we're just going to see a constant feed of these like uh, i'm not i'm not going to put a bias spin on that on that next sentence but yeah it's um it, it's just going to be a thing that evolves and keeps going on um, absolutely, and we we just need to keep an eye on that, I believe, as uh, as gaming fans, because for better or worse, it's going to be around. So
1: absolutely, yeah. and and absolutely. the thing is, it's um like I've said with NFTs in the past, I'm I'm not a fan of them, but I am open to to trying to understand a way where where game companies can actually use them the right way round, because they are the guy, they are the future in the sense that they're not going away um it's down to companies that are going to be using them because every company is eventually going to use them even my beloved sega yeah um that everyone's going to use them it's all about how they use them we've seen companies not do it the right way i don't want to say too many names because um konami did a good thing today actually they, they, <laughs> they retweeted one of my videos <laughs> but um yeah. uh, and then there are companies doing it uh, uh, i don't even know if it's the right way but there's companies doing it ways which could technically help people which um, dare I say the Amico? I, I I think the way they're doing it could potentially be a good thing. Um, yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. And I know I'm such a massively polarizing opinion on that. Um, I have to find it funny. Everyone hated, everyone hated on Tommy Talarico so much. How dare you? And then every major company followed suit, like almost straight after after he got the ass butting. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. It was funny.
0: It was yeah. funny so uh there's quite a few dishonorable mentions for this one as well because oh, and the, i'm sorry
1: the, the other the other topic
0: oh the okay. evercade.
1: we yeah. love chatting about the evercade as well um it's not always the juiciest topic it's just like hey look at this new game collection coming out from the um uh from the team that make the evercade um but it's one that we will always bring up because they always do they they always bring it they always we, bring it, we they always bring it. it. Yeah, yeah we, we b- do we believe in the concepts and I, I feel like that deserves support and well, here it is, right next to me, my Evercade handheld. I can't show you my um, my, my my plug-in system, the verses, because it's actually set up in the garage, um, because people were playing it um, only a few nights ago. Um, so my, I generally do like that system. It's over there. You've got the Versus, have you?
0: Versus and the handheld. I've, I've given it its own little special plinth in the Calax unit. So
1: Yeah, I've got a little um, telly in my garage at the bar area, which is only... Got the Evercade plugged in. We had the Astro City plugged in a bit as well. But
0: yeah. I might do something similar, just to have something in like another room of the house, just so like there's consoles there. um But yeah, there's quite a few like honourable mentions for this because we oh. do see a lot of recurring topics. So we see a lot of Goldeneye. Um, that was one of the first ones. I remember yep. when we did like the first like five episodes. There was like three of which included some sort of Goldeneye topic. I don't even know why because. You and I, we're both not particularly huge fans of GoldenEye. It just happened to be the way... It's it, a it good felt, game,
1: yeah. but we're, we're not on that that Star Wars hype level, which a lot of people are with GoldenEye, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we like it. We appreciate it. We understand its importance. It's just, you know, it's not... We're not we're not up there with it, but because it is so important to so many people, whenever there's information coming out... And, and we are a retro gaming podcast at the end of the day. I've even done a complete history on GoldenEye. You know, you got to bring it up. you got to bring it up. Yeah. And... uh it's gonna continue because whenever this new information drops about this potential new Goldeneye thing, it's obviously gonna be a topic a topic of conversation on this podcast.
0: Yeah. Because it's that it's got it's got such gravitas to it, you know. And if we're not mm-hmm. gonna be able to talk about rumors, we might as well talk about something that people really, really like. So uh, it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, yeah, we do like talking about Goldeneye. The other thing is Castlevania. There seems to be either a Castlevania game or a castlevania thing a, a re-released found demo or a fan game or a demake in some form in the form of castlevania it's just one of those franchises that just keeps coming back and that is in you know i i wouldn't even say that your complete history was to blame for that it's just the way it keeps coming out uh castlevania is a popular one uh people
1: love it and i can Absolutely. see why whether it's to do with nfts new game collections like castlevania makes its way into this podcast a lot yeah
0: a lot. that's for sure mm-hmm. so the winner then, of that one sorry yeah go ahead go yeah ahead, the yeah. other
1: one obviously we love talking about sega
0: yes of course i mean <laughs> uh, it's a little funny what joke is my sega right? topic of the week grizzly uh you know sega's there somewhere um right okay so uh before we go on uh yeah so the winner of that one it's definitely the Amico. Everyone yep. seems to be voting for Amico, and I'm really glad to see that because expect more.
1: <laughs> What's funny is the smallest thing can happen within the world of Amico. We talk about it, and the numbers just shoot up by like only like ten or so. But there's a there, there there is an Amico cult, and I don't mean the people that are in love with it, but the people that hate it. But they still come here. To, oh my god, he's talking about the Amico. Like this system isn't out yet. This system isn't out yet. People are obsessed with this thing. Like, we have covered this system way more than I think we would have done if we was on the lead-up to the PlayStation 5 or Xbox. It's nuts. But, um, yeah, there you go. mean yeah. we like talking about that thing. So, uh, there is one more
0: award that, uh, that I believe me and Dan would like to hand out to someone here. Um, but before we do that, let's take a quick... Let's have a quick thought about the ideas that are no longer with us. That's always a big part of award ceremonies, isn't it? You know, all oh, the right, actors right. that have passed away. Mm. So uh, here's, we're going to raise a glass or and then pour out a forty to uh, some of the ideas that never uh, continued. So things like Kickstarter of the week. Who remembers that, A eh? Very when early used- on, that was. Yeah, we used to talk about that one Kickstarter topic a week, and to be honest, it was a bit rubbish. And that's what later became things like the and the rest section. And to be honest, you know, the the Kickstarter stuff always works better in kick scammers. That's Dan's baby. I stepped aside. Um, (laughs) The next one was phone-ins. We used to have a lot of uh, guest stars and things like this. So, you know, usually Mike would jump in on the mic. (laughs) Yeah, there's no particular reason why we stopped this, and it's something I'm sure we'll probably bring back at some point. Um, It's just one of those things where I don't know. uh, Sometimes it's best to just keep it focused. Um, I think so. Yeah, uh, because sometimes it go really off tangent and last forever and not really get anywhere. (laughs) That's not that's not saying anything bad on any of the guests we've had. It's just the way we found it works for us. However, as I say, it's got every potential to come back. Absolutely. Now, they're just little things, the kind of things that I've noticed that probably most people won't, but Simpsons text uh, fonts on the
1: thumbnail. I use that. See, I do. Grizzly is the person <laughs> that makes the thumbnails. Yeah. So, you know, like, you know, he's got to, uh, yeah. It, 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 these things are important. Hmm yeah
0: but i'll tell you what it looks so much better now and then we used to put little icons at the bottom of the thumbnail and it just got to a point where it became almost impossible to do certain topics because there was no imagery available so that's one of the reasons we moved to this and to be honest i like it a lot more now yeah Um, yeah yeah and the last one this is my little joke is that it's the sega topic of the week i love
1: talking about sega i've always got time to talk about sega and Let's just give a massive shout out because who's listening into this podcast right now? I seizure, I seizure over on Twitter. Mister Al Nielsen is listening in. Oh, hello, hello! Which is pretty awesome stuff. Um, I'm hopefully I'm not getting it wrong, but the uh, in, in charge of the uh, Alfred Al Nielsen is an American businessman, and marketer, and former director of global marketing for Singer oh. of America. The man wow. that helps us. So very big stuff. We've chatted in the past before, Alan. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much. But um, if you're first time listening, we always uh, this is our retro gaming podcast, and we do like to listen to... Um, uh, we always do like to chat about Sega whenever we can, because I am a bit of a fanboy.
0: Yeah. The thing is about Sega, not once for generating as much news as I'd like, because well, I'd love to talk about Sega every week. But the reason why I've put it in this section is because the Sega topic of the week, it you can't always do a Sega topic of the week. It's just an unfortunate uh, circumstance. Maybe, maybe we can bring that back in the
1: future. Hint, hint, sure. uh, Mister Mister Nielsen. Uh, so, <laughs> well, we haven't actually finished with our topics this week. We've still got the end the rest section, which we can get into in a yeah. moment. Yep. Yeah.
0: But lastly, uh, the mm-hmm. last award that we would like to give. Uh, I think we're in agreement on this one, aren't we, Dan? Go on it's top contributor uh to the of slopes course. cast of course we so, brought him up
1: earlier on but definitely deserving
0: yeah so we just wanted to give a ve- extra special shout out again to a good friend on the of the slopes cast and of the discord there are many contributors that help out with the channel uh help out with the content i mean we mentioned before uh mike towns i quail uh Vitas varnas you all massive parts of this podcast and we couldn't do it without you. But yep. I think it goes without saying that uh uh Griffin of Might, uh thank you very much for Most your contribution. The, third host over the
1: amount he adds in. It's insane.
0: Yeah. As I say, as, as Dan said earlier, ninety percent of the topics that get contributed to the the, the podcast are from Griffin. And yep. we might not always use them. and uh, we might not always uh use them in the, the main sections or what have you. Uh but uh, he and his website uh, i believe he writes for a real otaku gamer um yeah. they have been a constant source of information and just giving us a steer on what to cover and it's usually fresh off the plate too and covers a lot of stuff that m- major publications won't so exactly that's our award to you griffin i hope that's uh i hope you feel good about that because you know we want more topics you know otherwise we can't do another year of this
1: absolutely absolutely so thank you very much appreciated it and and like i said everyone that's listening in one of the many services that we're, we're pushing ourselves out to twitter tiktok youtube twitch and then all of the major podcast services that will be going out after it's gone live thank you all for a year of support it's been really good and we hope to continue growing as we move into um, our second year uh, 2022 thank you very much thank you thank you thank you yeah. Now moving into back on the uh, topics of conversation tonight, the, uh, the the retro gaming topics. Let's chat with uh, let chat about RuneScape receiving two tabletop game adaptions. This one came in quite recently. I think it was Varnus another awesome um, contributor. Um, uh, this, is, this is, from what I understand, going to be making its way over to Kickstarter, uh, as a lot of these board games <laughs> do. I've said it before. I will tell you what, the board game section. Um, on on kickstarter is kickstarter's dirty little secret it's nuts the amount yeah. of money board that board games you want it, you had an idea for a board game back in the day uh you don't really want to do that there's not a lot of money in board games my god kickstarter have turned that around
0: big yeah. time board games used to be the risk weren't they because you 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 always get these great ideas or these like really uh really expensive ideas and they just could never get turned into commercial properties because they're too big or they're too expensive. Now, anybody uh, can come come along with it. And Steam Forged is the company I feel who's benefited the most. So these guys who made the Resident Evil, the Dark Souls, all of the Capcom board games, apart from Street Fighter Miniatures, which was an Angry Joe thing. Did that have a good thing? Um, but yeah, they seem to be working on this RuneScape one. So I think it's in safe hands as well. So that's always good to see. Absolutely. Um, I guess this is the Kickstarter topic
1: of the week. <laughs> we brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, hey, um, it's not for me. Um, but yeah, I think there might be more than a few fans. Yeah,
0: I think it's safe to say that this one's gonna have some sort of backing. I must admit I've never touched RuneScape past more of I, I, I cut my teeth on wow and kind of stuck there personally. Yep. Yeah. But Agreed. I know there's a, I, I even know a few people on the dev team. Um you know just just personally because we played yeah, well yeah. together funny enough and uh i know that they'll be super stoked about this because they live breathe uh sleep runescape more than they do anything else so i'm sure this would go down right treat
1: sure for sure um the next topic we're going to be chatting about here there's not many of the uh, extra ones but we'll have a quick look And this is yeah. this is exciting now i don't understand why video game companies don't just put this out there themselves because This is nothing but easy public, uh, easy marketing uh, uh, for for when you know the fanboys like us come along that are interested in the history of computer games. Um, Everyone's going to shout out about this. Basically, uh, it was recently revealed um, loads of of, of Wii um, concept art for the for the logo. Um, I've explained that really badly. Basically. We all know what the Wii logo was like um it's the same with the PlayStation logo and whatever else recently it's come to light here are lots of pictures of what the Wii logo almost looked like um and the results are quite baffling it's quite insane some of these logos
0: yeah it's like i t- I tell you what's really funny about it right it's look it if they've trademarked every single one of these designs <laughs> then it looks almost like that they've they've tried to protect against like all of the third party peripheral makers. Uh, they, they, they can't trademark all these. I mean,
1: that is literally the watermelon logo right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's right there. Wow. Oh god. Yeah. There's, there's some really crazy stuff there. They look like Chinese knockoff Wii logos. I gotta say. Oh, most. I know.
1: Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: Even it's, there's even the Woo. The woo is right there. Um, one that looks like the Volkswagen logo. I've noticed that the, a lot of these logos kind of mix between other brands as well. This is so fascinating to me. So there's a W a bit further down that looks like it's part of a Disney logo. Um, I f- think you might spot it. And then there's a W that looks like it's part of a Volkswagen logo. Logo. You see what I mean? It's got that curvature there. Yeah. Where it looks a bit Disney. It,
1: it also looks like a pair of balls. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not mine, just, just what, I've, what I've seen on other people. But, um, hey, at least they're even. <laughs> yeah, no, they're definitely not mine. Um, so, uh, yeah. Hey, go check out the show notes if you're listening in, um, because Nintendo have, well, it's been leaked. Here are some concept arts of what the Wii logo almost look like. Um, I think they made the right choice. Although yeah. there's about 20 logos here that looked almost identical to the one we got. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Still exciting. Still still interesting. Still interesting. A uh what could have been. We like those segments as well. We like talking about this could have happened. This might yeah. have happened.
0: This, whether we like it or not, is still part of gaming history. Um I, I love stuff like this because I'm, you know, I, I do design as part of my day uh I, I look at design every day as part of my day job and um I love seeing stuff like this because it always tells you the the kind of you can kind of see how they got to where they ended up. Um well, yes, also, design. also seeing that they did entertain more exciting ideas or some crazier ideas, and then they went, you know what? The simple thing is often the best.
1: So we're just going to use a font. Absolutely, yeah. and I, I brought up PlayStation because they actually did something themselves. Um... Uh, i think it was like last year or a couple of years ago they they actually showcased themselves here's what the uh, playstation logo almost looked like um they they, like i said they they did the same thing themselves and it was actually quite quite interesting stuff uh let's try and get a picture of that up right there but um yeah hey very cool very very cool but guys we've actually reached the end of the podcast there thank you all so so much for hanging out and um yeah like i say one whole year not half bad, eh? Woo!
0: Here's to many more. Hopefully, hopefully, you guys seem right. to be enjoying it. And just, uh, just, just before we go, I just want to give a couple of, a uh, couple of moments because, as I say, it's been one year since I started out on this thing. Um, and uh, just, just seeing everyone like joining in the chat week in, week out. Um, the fact that you guys have stuck with us, you you contribute to the topics. We've got this kind of running like a well-oiled machine now, or at least one yeah, that's yeah. definitely evolving uh if it's great to be a part of it uh I love doing this, and i just uh I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to doing it more um thank you very much for welcoming me into the uh the slopes cast fold as it were and uh, being so super understanding um and then lastly uh do you mind if I just do a couple of plugs here yeah that's it right. okay so uh just wanted to give people an update on the stream uh for the charity event that we're doing uh, that I'll be doing. Uh, on the 18th of february uh this uh, well next month of course of course it's february <laughs> um i will be streaming on my personal channel and via discord and various other uh, various other things doing a 24 hour marathon to raise money for the sans um charity uh which is which is a parents char- uh, charity for people who have gone through child loss uh, it's something that's very close to my heart and it'd be great if you could come and join us. Uh, I'm going to yeah. stick the link down in the uh, various descriptions so you'll be able to find it there. It'll be it'll be great if you could join us. Whether you're donating or not, or you just want to watch along, um, you don't have to donate anything other than just a, a, a bit of your attention for a few moments. That's all I'll ask. Cool, cool, cool. And
1: then Dan's uh, brought up a certain uh, Instagram profile which I've been working on. so which is Absolutely. Absolutely. Big- you get if you're on Instagram. Not only do you need to follow Slopes Game Room, you need to be making sure you're following the Grizzly Grotto, uh, Grizzly co-host right here. He's uh, posting up daily. Pretty much, is it daily? Uh, yeah. Da-
0: well, mostly daily. Mostly <laughs> I've, I've daily. I kind of would started taking weekends off, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I I tend to uh, post as daily as I possibly can. And there's we're get, getting through some uh, interesting stuff, and there's plenty more. Uh, photos to go up so what i do here is i take daily photos of the video game collection and various elements of the game room that you see behind me and a lot that you don't get to see i did a giveaway and other things like that so i am more than welcome anyone to uh click
1: that link and and uh and follow along absolutely absolutely and uh hey the only person i know that has a copy of sonic the hedgehog for the mega play <laughs> amazing
0: amazing I- I still can't even remember how I got that. I think I traded the <laughs> copy of Pro Protector
1: or something, but yeah. Uh, Amazing. Impressive stuff. Well, look, guys, thank you all so, so much. Really, really enjoying you guys hanging out. We've had a great year. And um, as stated, we are going to continue doing this thing. So thank you all so, so much. But until next time, DJ Slope signing out and Grizzly signing out. We'll see, you signing all. out too. Yeah, we'll see you all next time, guys. Catch you later. Thanks for listening to SlopesCast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward SlopesGameRoom at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us, then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on Discord at discord.gg forward room. And until next time, guys, this is DJ Slope signing out, and hopefully I'll see you all next time.